Welcome to this week's Small Scouts Podcast. The podcast is designed for the small government contractors, service providers, and manufacturers as part of the government contractor ecosystem, connecting people, organizations, and resources. I'm your host, Just Nate, and this week uh, we've got a couple of guests with us. Uh, let me first start off by introducing our CEO, Mr. Dennis Gator. Welcome, Dennis. Thanks, Nate. Glad to be here. Yes, it is good to be here, and... Uh, couple more days before we can get out of our houses so that's a good thing and uh on the phone though dennis we have the catalyst accelerator program director kamar gartman welcome kamar thanks nate it's good to be here yes i'm it's i'm really looking forward today i think uh we we want to do more and more with the catalyst uh accelerator and catalyst campus and everything else that's going on down there and today you brought us a guest actually You've brought us your facilitator and chief consultant, Ms. Maureen Ken Ken Wisher. Ken Wisher. Ken Wisher. I got it right. I had, to, I had to read it three times, but I got it right. Did you tell that we didn't tell them? Yeah. So what was going to happen? Did we? No, no, no. We did not tell them that Nate usually messes up names. <laughs> He's got a thousand. I think he got one right so far. So. So, Maureen, is it okay for me to call you Mo? Please do, yeah. Okay, so we are going to call you Mo. It's much easier to call you Mo. Agreed. So, welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, uh, Kamar, you've been a very busy woman today, or this past, uh, what, 11 weeks now, I think, right? Down at the accelerator? Yeah, that's right. That's right. We've been running an accelerator uh, that's been focused on cyber for space applications. And so we have eight amazing companies going through the accelerator. And our uh, accelerator is sponsored by AFRL-RV, which is a space vehicles directorate for the Air Force Research Laboratories. And they uh, fund our accelerator. So we have eight amazing companies that have uh, technology that is a dual-use technology. It, it not only has a commercial application, but it also has a DOD application. Did it start out as commercial or did it start out as DOD? Uh, most of the companies that we have in our accelerator, we look for um, a commercial application as their strongest uh strongest piece of their company. And then um, we we do a down select process. And in that down select process, we try to select companies that have a dual use technology. So it also applies to the to the DOD. But our, our main focus are we're looking for companies that 
uh, either have minimal experience with the DOD or um, none at all. And that's what our accelerator kind of focuses in on is trying to find these uh, innovative technologies that fit a gap in DOD and um, and then we bring them in and, and help them to make the connections they need to make. And, you know, it's funny you say it that way. Dennis and I were actually talking earlier today um, for our day jobs. We both work for the same company. We both work the same programs a lot. And uh, we were just having that very conversation about how sometimes the government um, is looking for a widget or whatever that may be. It might be software. It might be cyber. It might be, I don't know, hardware. Um but I, I really want to look, part of my job is to look for new tech. And I want to be able to look in the commercial side because typically, not all the time, but typically, the government can move or the, the commercial side can, do, can move a lot quicker than the government side can. Um, unfortunately, what I'm right. seeing after I had uh, discussions with Dennis and, and others was that the government wants that, but yet they want to put their own processes around whatever that new technology is, which now you're kind of taking away all the efficiencies. I don't know if you've seen that on your, on the accelerators or not. Yeah, that, that is a, that is a concern and um, it, it is a slow process and we're trying, I know on, on the air force side, they're trying hard to, to, to um, split or they're trying hard to speed up the process. Um, people like Dr. Will Roper has so many amazing ideas and they're, they're um, put down through AFWorks. And, and if you've been on AFWorks' website, they always have something going on. And, and this kind of a change is coming down from Dr. Will Roper, but still it, it needs to get into the contracting officer's world and it needs to get into different parts of the, of the ecosystem and they haven't quite reached there yet. But um, I think it's, it's, especially within the Air Force, the technology is getting transferred even faster than it's ever been, uh, even though it's still slower than the transfer of, of, of technology within the commercial world. And so, yeah, there's still some hurdles there, but um, initiatives like the Accelerator and some of the space challenges that you see AFWorks holding are taking are actually very giant steps that the Air Force has taken to move us in a positive direction. Excellent. So before we move on any further, you've, you've said a couple things there. I just read on LinkedIn today, AFWorks has released their new logo. It looks pretty sweet. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, it's like an A and X kind of combined together. It's pretty neat. Yeah. And I saw on there um, also on LinkedIn, we must've been on the same uh, <laughs> post, looking at the same post, but um, I signed up for their event coming up in December where they're going to roll out AFWorks number two. I am signed um, up as well. 2.0 or however. Yeah. So I, I'll see you there, Nate, because I think this will <laughs> be exciting to see the ways that companies and, and innovation units like ourselves can get plugged into there and, and see what the new things they're going to be doing. Exactly. And, and we're going to get to Mo here in a second. So just stand by there a second, Mo. Um, I did. I'd wanna, no problem. I wanted to let everybody else know. Uh, if you guys don't know Kamar, Kamar, um, she's been with the Catalyst Accelerator at the Catalyst Campus for quite a while now. Um, she's actually the reason um, that the Smalls, we started, Dennis and I started talking about 
um, up in our media game because if you follow Kamar on LinkedIn, you'll see Kamar does a lot of vlogging. And uh, so that kind of tickled my brain when I uh, was talking with her, shoot, a year ago now or maybe even more about, hey, you know, I, I really like what you're doing. So we had originally decided to start doing vlogging for the smalls prior to the podcast idea. Then we said, well, why stop with vlogging? Let's start with the podcast. Um, and then, of course, COVID hit. So we weren't able to do the vlogging. If you go to our website, thesmalls.org, you'll actually see a, a page there that says blogging and vlogging. Um, we were pre- preparing for it, but uh, instead we kicked off this podcast. So I want to thank say thanks to Kamar for helping give that idea here. And uh, along <laughs> along with that, Bye. we're going to partner with Kamar and her team. A lot more coming up. Um with a lot of guests that come through her, her network. So we're excited about that. Yeah, we are too. I think, um, you know, like I've told you before, we wanted to do our own podcast. And, and then when we uh, connected with you and saw how popular your podcast is, it's like, well, this, this is a great uh, match, a match made in heaven, I guess is what they'd say. Well, <laughs> so and, thanks, Nate. And, uh, Nate, the media mogul. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> Hey, I did want to chime in here real quick. So the, the accelerator has been going on and um, it's been a good week. Apparently. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of what's happened over this past week? And then I want to get into how do, how do companies get involved with the accelerator? Cause I, I know I, I personally know how that goes, but I don't know if all our listeners do. And so how do they find out about it? How do they get into it? And then kind of what happens? So first though, uh, kind of how did it go this week? Oh my goodness, this week was a fabulous week. And when we start talking to Mo, she can fill you in with even more detail. But um, just some of the highlights of this last week, we kicked off Tuesday with a visit. Um, Of course, our our accelerator right now is virtual. So it was a virtual visit from Nick Shalon, who is the Chief Software Officer of the Air Force. Um, And that was super exciting. He talked about cyberspace challenges facing the DAF and DOD. And then we um, moved through the day. Um, Usually we have speakers in the morning and one-on-ones in the afternoon. And we had our corporate sponsor this time sent us someone from their company, very high up, Mr. Kevin Coggins, spoke to us as a fireside chat. So that was uh, exciting from Booz Allen Hamilton. They're our corporate sponsor. Um, And then we just had some exciting speakers along the way. Um, We even pulled in one of our alumni, Joe Kennedy, who used to be – part of Echo, or didn't used to be, he used to be part of our accelerator that's from uh, Echo Ridge. And um, he talked about how ISR and PNT are um, dependent on cyber, um, which is the focus of this current accelerator. And we had a visit from AWS and um, just a, a lot of different visitors. Probably one of my favorite was Thursday after Thursday morning, we had a Platform One visit. So we had, I don't know if you've heard of Platform One, but um, we had uh, representatives from Iron uh, Bang, Big Bang, Party Bus, CNAP. And then then today was just a great day as well. We had a panel focused on Colorado and uh, we had Jay Lindell there, Reggie Ash, and then we had one of our accelerator companies that moved from California to Colorado just to be part of our aerospace space ecosystem. So 
there's a lot of exciting things happening this week. And um, we even had our Catalyst Campus uh, founder and owner, Kevin O'Neill, spoke to the to the companies uh, last night at a at a um, fireside chat. So as you can probably start seeing right now, our days are full. We, we have the accelerator running from Tuesday through Friday noon. And uh, in the morning, we just bring in as many great speakers as we possibly can. Our goal is to help them to make connections within DOD, to make connections with commercial entities. We also have a, a goal of, of having companies um, become stronger through some of our subject matter experts. And Mo is one of our, our main uh, uh, chief consultants for this accelerator, and she brings a dynamic piece to our accelerator. Couldn't, couldn't run it without her. And uh, so it's, that's super exciting. And to answer your question as to where companies can get involved, where they can learn more about the accelerator, uh, we have a website that we just um, updated and we had, you know, our new version of our ex- accelerator launched in probably less than a month ago. And um, people can go there. The, the accelerator's uh, website is catalystaccelerator.space. And on there, you can see all the events we have going on, uh, including our upcoming demo day, which will be for these cyber for space application companies, eight companies uh, demonstrating their amazing technology. And that's going to start at 10 o'clock and you just watch it virtually right off of our website. Um, I am hoping that uh, you two will be there and as well as uh, a lot of the audience members here because it's exciting what's happening within the area of cyber. I am signed up. Oh, good. So I, I don't remember. <laughs> did you say the date? The date is actually the 19th, right? Right. Okay. Thursday the 19th starting at 10 o'clock. Did I say the wrong date? No, I don't think you <laughs> said the date. You just said the time. So, Oh, okay. Um, okay, perfect. There we go. Now all the information's out there. And we are going mm-hmm. to give a quick introduction here. Let's uh, go to Mo. Mo, tell me what you do for Catalyst Accelerator as the facilitator and chief consultant. That's a big title. It is a big title. It's a big job. Uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, I work with Kamar and her team. And my uh, key role is to keep the accelerator focused and doing everything that we can do to support the cohort, the eight companies that are selected to really grow and scale their business uh, with the DOD. So as Kamar mentioned earlier, most of these companies have commercial experience. And as, as anyone knows, doing business with the government is different than doing business uh, B2B business with any other small or large business. So one of the unique things about the Catalyst Accelerator is that we offer uh, two tracks, if you will, that are totally woven within each other, where, uh, as Kamar was saying, our mornings are full with guest speakers and subject matter experts. We might go from uh, the one of the warfighters uh, sharing his or her experiences with um, a, a certain tool they're using or they share a day in the life that they're experiencing so that the cohort companies can hear what they are struggling with and be able to match their solutions to solve those problems. Uh, 30 minutes later, we may be doing an exercise where we are uh, learning how to articulate value propositions better. And then we might be right back in and listening to a general uh, 
tell us his or her vision for the new Space Force. And 30 minutes later, we've got five different one-on-ones going um, consecutive, concurrently with all the different uh, speakers that we've had in with the company. So everyone gets to hear a general briefing and information uh, on that subject that that guest is there to speak about and then have an opportunity to have usually about a 30-minute one-on-one meeting to dive deep into uh, how it specifically affects them and their company and where opportunities lie there. So my role is to coordinate all those subject matter experts Uh, get them ready to talk to the accelerator, uh, to create the schedule, um, and uh, to make sure everything runs smoothly and that we stay focused and we don't get uh, too much off into the weeds. Okay, so you are there to be kind of uh, strategic planning and helping out kind of with the whole... I mean, I know Catalyst Accelerator has their own PMs and, and project managers or PJMs, to help, I mean, because you said what you talked about right now—that's that takes a lot of planning effort to get all of these speakers to um, just on, on a daily basis, let alone for uh, it's twelve weeks at a time, right? For each accelerator, it is. It's a twelve-week uh, program, and I think we're we as Kamar mentioned, we just finished week eleven earlier today, and we already have over eighty subject matter experts who have come in. So uh, it's my responsibility to organize all that and make that happen. But my larger role, that's the facilitation part, but the chief consultant part is really my larger role of really walking hand in hand with each of these eight companies as they go through the accelerator and listening to where their frustrations are, where their obstacles are, um, where they're, they tend to talk in very technical terms. And so uh, my role as a business person is to bring in the business side of, of what their products can do. So I do a lot of coaching on how to articulate their marketing message and how to really strategically think about what they need to do to make their company successful on both the commercial and industry side of business, as well as uh, being able to have their successes with the DOD and other other government agencies as well. So uh, I spend time with each company every single week, working with them one-on-one on some element of the business side of their business, not the technology side. Is there more of you or are you the one and only person that does this one-on-one with them? Uh, no, we have lots of people who do one-on-ones. I, uh, I lead up pretty much the marketing and the, uh, the strategic planning side of the business, but we have lots of business people who come in and we talk everything from accounting for government contracts to market research to legal aspects to patenting to IP protection to talking about equity in lieu of compensation for startup companies. Um, so we have a variety of, of other business topics. And uh, they, too, they come in, they give their briefings, they meet one-on-one with the companies, and um, I just happen to do a little bit more of it because I do it every single week with them. Sweet. Well, before we get into any of my next questions, I'm going to take us to a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about the marketing side and then let, get Dennis and Kamar back in the conversation here. Um, but just give me about 40 seconds and we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Very good. Puebloplex is located east of the Pueblo Airport Industrial Park. As a designated state authority, Puebloplex is responsible for implementing the reuse of the Pueblo Chemical Depot's 3 million square feet of buildings and over 23,000 acres of land. 
Implementations of the redevelopment plan include seeking companies to continue to generate economic development within southeastern Colorado. Puebloplex currently has tenants conducting manufacturing, warehousing, and distribution operations, and rail car storage and maintenance, in addition to serving numerous business and personal storage tenants. For a detailed look and updated information, visit Puebloplex.com. Welcome back to this week's Smallest Cast podcast. This week, we are talking with a couple folks from the Catalyst Accelerator. We've got Kamar Gartman, and I'm just going to say Mo. Welcome back, ladies. <laughs> Thank Happy you. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, Dennis, are you still there? Or are you fall asleep yet? What's going on? No, I'm still here. I'm listening. I, I'm excited about what they're doing and, you know, uh, some of the things that uh, they're talking about. I'm, I'm trying to think how we get more small government contractors a, you were going to talk about marketing, but A, aware of these activities um, and B, um, just to kind of follow them through. And, and I, you know, I'm on LinkedIn with you guys. So I see, you know, the winners of, you know, the, um, the different events down there and, and then companies that have actually been either bought out or, um, you know, picked up to work on different projects. So all kinds of good stuff coming out of what you guys are doing. And, um, you know, I applaud all your efforts. And again, just trying to figure out how we can do more with you guys to help uh, get the word out uh, on what it is you guys are offering and doing for small government contractors. And I'll leave it there because that was a good setup for Mo to talk about marketing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I see this as a as a as a beautiful budding relationship between the Smalls and the Catalyst Accelerator. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's the way we put it. Um, it's how we roll. No, Mo would. I wanted to ask Mo about marketing. And before I ask the question, I first I want to give you guys feedback. Um, I've attended, I would say, 80% of your guys' uh, demo days uh, from from most of your accelerators that you guys have performed already. Um, and I do want to give you guys feedback. Whoever you guys are using to develop those marketing videos for each accelerator uh, they're doing a phenomenal job, and Mo, I'm sure you're the, you had a, a big role in that, same as Kamar. Uh, but I, that's what I look forward to. I think those videos are are produced amazing. So congratulations on that, guys. Yeah, well, I'll be honest. Oh, I don't have anything to do with the production of the video that uh, Kamar can speak to in a minute. But um, we do work really closely with our cohort companies, those say companies that we build strong relationships with to make sure that their pitch development and their messaging that is provided through the uh, videos is the best it can be. And it is. I mean, seriously, I, I every time I look at those, they're getting better and better. And I was just thinking to myself the other day, because I went back and looked at a couple others. Uh, to me, they're Hollywood quality. I mean, they're very well done. So Kamar whoever you found to do those and, and production of those, good job. Well, thanks, Nate. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I had a question with you for you guys about, um, you know, once, once the companies get in there into the accelerator, I'm changing topic slightly on you because I just had a thought, but I apologize. Um, once they get into the accelerator, they, they are with you guys for, like you said, 11, 12 weeks, right? I mean, is that, is that like all the time, once in a while? How, how long are these guys with you? I don't know if you're asking me that question or Mo that question, <laughs> but I can certainly answer it. They um, come every other week. So our programming is Tuesday through Friday noon 
uh, every other week. So we understand that these companies are trying to run a business and that's challenging. And so we try to give them that off week to be able to run their business and then be able to focus on the on weeks. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why I was curious. So they don't go there full time. They're not there all week long for the 12 weeks. They just come in periodically and do the work and you help them, as you said, from as a regular accelerator where you're bringing these guys in, helping the companies refine their products, market their products, get their pitches down and, and, work with them through the process, right? That's the, the model. Yep, I'll, I'll pop it over back over to you, Mo, if, if you want to talk about um, what you what you lead them through through the uh, accelerator. Sure. So uh, they do come in. It's a 12-week program, but they're on site every other week. And even in the off weeks when they're not on site, we still check in and we still make sure that things are going uh, they have some deliverables that are, are desired by AFRL, who is the sponsor of this. So they have to deliver a, uh, a pitch deck and they have to do a pitch, which is either live or video, depending on COVID or non-COVID. And uh, they also have to provide some uh, evidence of their customer discovery, and which is a really key component of this program in that uh, we serve up to them hundreds of opportunities to be able to talk with potential customers. And that um, that ability for us to bring forth uh, potential government customers, contracting officers, different people who can who can talk with authority to be able to say, this is how you can maneuver through the very difficult process of trying to get your first government contract, whether it be through the FBIR program or CRATOs or BAAs or joining a consortium like SPEC, uh, we bring in folks who can speak to all of those different topics and allow the companies to listen to what they have to say, digest it, find out what is relevant to them, find out what is next, what is not relevant, and then be able to have deeper conversations to move their relationships along with all these different ways of doing business with the government. At the same time, talking with the customers, bringing warfighters uh, forward and letting them hear what it is that they need to make their job easier and make them more effective in their job to be able to complete their missions, to be able to save lives, save money, save equipment uh, on behalf of, of all of us as, as Americans. So uh, what the customer discovery part of it is so strong because these companies are often have, have have a technology solution that was designed for a commercial problem. And they're not exactly sure where or how it fits in to any type of government solution, whether it be the DOD or elsewhere within our government. So by bringing in the ability for them to talk to all these potential customers, they start to zero in and um, be able to really form here, this group at AFRL or this group at NASA or this group here are the ones who have the most difficult problem that, and they are ready to move. And so now they can take their solutions, apply them to a real life problem mm -hmm. and start working through now, can they, it, as you bring in these customers for these guys at the end, can can these can these companies can they get contracts immediate or ha have you seen that happen? Kind of like SBIRs or anything like that. Yeah, um, 
this time around, you know, we had an SPIR from AFWorks that was due in October. So it was dead smack in the middle of their 12 week accelerator. And every one of them applied for at least one SBIR, if not multiple. And so they, uh, I'm expecting that all of them will uh, get at least one SBIR. For some of them, it's their first one. Uh, and several are going for direct to phase twos and have advanced a little bit more through the SBIR program. And, but they're also learning about other ways to be able to uh, partner with primes, partner with other small businesses to provide whole solutions and be able to uh, get contracts where they're actually partners, which um, lightens the load a little bit where they don't have to do it all themselves and they can have complete solutions that solve problems through partnerships. And I just realized, my, my bad guys, um, can you explain what an SBIR is? I, you know, 20 years in the DOD and I just throw out acronyms. So if you can explain that to the listeners, that'd be great. Uh, I'll be happy to grab that one. So the SBIR program, Small Business Innovative Research Grants, are, uh, are um, competitive proposals that small businesses, that's the SB part, uh, can uh, provide to different agencies all over our government. And it's not just DOD. I mean, uh, Department of Energy has them out. Uh, uh, Department of Health and Human Services offers SBIRs. Department of Education. And typically what these are are um, problem statements that are put out, topics, they call them, by these agencies. And they look for proposals from small businesses who have innovative ideas to be able to address uh, whatever that topic is. Uh, they go through a period of uh, proposing and then awards are giving, monetary awards. A typical phase one SBIR is a $50,000 award that allows that company to use that money to continue researching and developing uh, their, their product solution. And a big part of that is understanding their customer. So it's uh, basically paying companies to do customer discovery and understand uh, the real problem and be able to tweak their solutions if necessary to be able to nail that problem. Uh, after you have an SBIR phase one, uh, you can go to phase two, which brings in a little bit of commercialization and helps you build a prototype. Um, those range anywhere from 750 to a couple of million dollars. Again, these are grants. So these are non-dilutive awards. Uh, from our government that are mandated by Congress, uh, a certain amount of money every year throughout these agencies to give to small businesses all across our country who can help use innovative research and, and need some seed money to help them be able to prove out their products. Uh, phase three awards are much larger and they are actual commercialization. So that's where the, the contracts come in, the government contracts. Nice. Well, thank you for explaining that to people. Um, because I, I know maybe a lot of our listeners don't understand how to, or, or even what an SBIR is, let alone how to get in on that um, capability that the government allows out there. So, Dennis, what else you got in your question bank there? How to, how to turn off my um, mute or turn back on my, my speaker or my microphone. Uh, no, so, Again, a lot, you guys got a lot of moving pieces, and I'm just trying to hone it in for our listeners. If, if they are a you know, small government contractor um, or not even, so what you guys are really talking about is not even yet being a government contractor. It's being a, an innovator, having a solution 
to a particular problem and they're they're looking for a way to get into uh, becoming a government contractor or at least getting their product to the government, they they should come to you guys uh, as part of one of these accelerators. And, and I guess we didn't really talk about, are they based on topics? How, how do the accelerators work? Because I know there's been several different types. Yours are all primarily space related, um, but are there different topics for the different accelerators and what's coming up next for um, the Catalyst Campus and Accelerator? That's a good question. Yeah, I can go ahead and take, (laughs) yeah, I can go ahead and take that one. Um, We do have a theme-based accelerator. Um, I don't know yet what the next theme is going to be. I had a meeting with AFRL yesterday, and there's some ideas kind of popping around, which are very exciting. Uh, But they were uh, very clear that I could not share them yet. So uh, they'll stay within my head. But um, we hope to make an announcement in mid-December for the next accelerator. Uh, But some of the topics we've had, um, we started with a uh, terrestrial weather cohort um, that kicked off in January of 2018. Um, After that, we did uh, positioning, navigation, and timing for GPS-denied environments. Uh, After that, we did a resilient commercial space communication accelerator, followed by space-based ISR, which is intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. And then our last accelerator, which uh, launched this spring, was uh, data fusion. And now we're wrapping up this year with um, the cyber for space applications. So each one is thematic, but um, it, they all kind of relate to space. And so all the technology is space-based. Dennis, Kamara and I have actually had this conversation a couple times after I've been to their pitch days in person. I, I still think it would behoove AFRL. So if anybody out there on AFRL is listening to me, um, I know I'm a nobody, but uh, I still think you guys need to have an open base theme to where companies can just bring technologies because you guys might have problems that you don't know you have or you don't know you need a product until somebody comes up and says, hey, I have this product that I think AFRL or the government may need, but it doesn't fit in any of the themes I've been seeing so far. So I think an open uh, kind of like open mic night would be good accelerator sometime. Yeah. And that is uh, something that AFRL has been considering. Uh, this last summer we did a mini accelerator, which was called a tech collision event. And during that event, um, we had an open topic and that was just anything space related, uh, any technology space related. And so we had 79 companies applied to pitch in that event. It was a three-day event, and Mo helped us out with that, too, helped our companies get ready to pitch. Um, And we down-selected just 50 companies, and those 50 companies were able to either pitch or and or poster boards for uh, uh, both industry tech scouts and government tech scouts. And that was a very exciting event, and we had all sorts of different technology that that came for that event. And, um, you know, it might not be so far. We have an open topic, full-blown three-month accelerator as well. It would be exciting. And Well, it, it just kind of gives – I get the idea because usually you, you start with a, with a problem. And, and we all know, I mean, companies have problems, you just and the government has problems, right? Military has problems as well. 
and they're always trying to fix those problems, right. which is great. And that's why I love your accelerator program because it's quick. You know, they can have hopefully have a problem solved within 12 weeks and less money than they would if they went out for a actual competitive RFP, spent three years on the RFP and all that jazz. Um, and I, I really think, though, though, that there's problems that the government might not know they have. And the reason why I say this is as I've been out doing business development over the past two years, I have had so many meetings with companies tell me, Hey, Nate, you know, you've got, you're, you've got a lot of connections. You and Dennis have a lot of connections. I've got this product that we've developed and we have this invention that we want to show somebody the air force, the space force, whomever the army, but we don't even know where to start with that. And I think that's where I think that, that, that open accelerator would be, would be pretty, pretty cool. I agree. And I think some of those companies too should consider some of the open topic SDR, uh, SDIR um, opportunities through AFWorks also. Uh, Cause that's the very thing, you know, we, we talk to the air force and uh, our customer is often saying, you know, we don't know what we don't know, right. We don't know what we need. And so sometimes um, those open topics are the perfect place to kind of define those requirements. Exactly. So, Mo, what do you do? I want to shift um, a little bit here. When you're not at the campus doing that, I I know you've got another business on the side, and we had talked about uh, not going in-depth on this right now because I want to have you back on as another guest to talk about it. But I want the listeners just to know you own your own business called Momentum Business Consulting where you – tell us what you do on that just just to give people a a glimpse – of course. Thanks for asking. Uh, well, I'm a consultant and I work one-on-one with companies. I typically work with the founders or presidents uh, or CEOs of small businesses to help them grow. I'm a business growth expert. So I work with them very much the same type of things that I work with um, through the companies that uh, Kabar has hired me to work with via the accelerator. And uh, I help out with uh, mostly strategic planning, helping them figure out uh, how to get out of the minutia, plan for the future, hire the right next type of person, articulate their marketing, uh, be relevant to the customers that need them, uh, to be able to do proper business development. I do a lot of pitch coaching. I do pitch deck development, uh, the messaging part of it. Uh, so everything that has to do with strategic planning, marketing, business development, and commercialization of their products uh, from the tech world I work with. Uh, so a lot of aerospace companies, a couple of medical device companies, some software companies, all, all pretty much tech companies. We like that. So Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a great position to be in. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Um, other than the fact you uh, it's own your own business, which is fun, but also hard work, I'm assuming, too. It's very hard work. It's the hardest job I've ever had, but it's also the most wonderful job I've ever had. I don't know. My wife would probably say having the kids would probably be the hardest job she's had. Just nonstop help with uh, homework. Well, and... I I don't have children, so I can't compare. Uh, you want some? But I imagine I imagine if I was a mom, you know what? I, <laughs> I, we have, um, I think, 13 um, children that we are guardians to. So, uh. um Although we're aunts and uncles and great friends, we uh, we don't have children of our own, but one big catastrophe and we could have a boatload. 
Well, it's not even a catastrophe. If my wife and I uh, want to go out one night, maybe I'll just drop them off at your house. <laughs> oh, we're, we're awesome babysitters, and we're free. <laughs> nice. So, Kamar, what else can you tell us about the accelerator? You know, we're I'm excited for next week, Thursday. It's Thursday, November 19th at, I think you said, 10 a.m. it starts? Right? Yep, 10 a.m. Okay. Mountain Time. And there is a registration yeah, we're link. Very there is. You can find it at our catalystaccelerator.space. Uh, it's right there on the landing page. And after the demo day, uh, which should uh, last about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, um, each of the companies will have their own web WebEx room. And um, all of our uh, audience members are free to go in and just visit whatever company they have interest in uh, continuing the conversation with. And um, if there's any of them that, you know, can't stick around for the networking piece, they can always email me or um, get on our website and send us a note that says, I want to connect with this company and we'll be glad to connect them with whatever company um, our audience members want to learn more about. I was just going to ask that question, whether or not you guys put together like a PDF at the end of each cohort with contact information for each one of these companies or do we just contact yeah, we you? Do. Because... We have that already. Okay. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Cause um, people like myself who are tech scouts, right? That's why we go and, and listen to these pitches because in uh, demos, because we might be able to use that on a program that we're working on. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Dennis, do you have any other questions on your end? No, sir. I look forward to, uh, as you participating with uh, the Catalyst Campus and the Accelerator Program. And again, whatever we, ladies, whatever we can do to help you get the word out, I, I'd really like to, you know, uh, support you guys more in that area because I think the more, uh, the broader audience we can bring in, the better the, the products for you guys and, and the, you know, the, the opportunities for these small companies. I think that there's just so much out there and it really comes down to finding out about the opportunities. I've, I've had several companies over the years say, well, how do I get into this stuff? Where do I go? And, um, you know, if we can get the word out to them, that'd be great. And so we're here to help you guys. If you need any assistance, please let us know. Uh, you know, this is, this podcast is just a start to that. Um, uh, but we are definitely here to help you guys out. Well, thank you. And, uh, we'll definitely take you up on that. And, um, I think we could, certainly have a lot of ways that we can interact moving forward and collaborate and get the smalls in front of our companies and the companies uh, plugged in to what you're already doing because you're doing amazing stuff. Yeah, I see lots of good benefit for everybody around this. Um, like you and I discussed uh, earlier this week, I'm all about if you know the win-wins. If, if you guys want to get your your companies that are part of the cohorts on our show, we can do that. We can, we'll push out all your marketing materials for you guys. Uh, Mo, that goes the same way with your own personal small business that you own. If you have stuff that you want us to push out through our network of small contractors um, up and down the front range of, of Colorado and, and actually now with this podcast uh, worldwide. So um, we're all about that. So we'll definitely be staying in touch for all that. Um, Mo, did you have any other questions for us or anything else you want to tell us? Uh, no, just, uh, I, I'm just so pleased to be part of this ecosystem that is churning out this amazing, innovative technology 
to help solve some of the biggest problems that our government and our DOD and even commercial companies are facing. So it's just a joy to work with and all the hard work that Nate and, and Dennis and Kamar and everybody at the Catalyst uh, campus is doing is just amazing to move that forward. And uh, I'm grateful for your willingness to help us all move forward. Well, I think uh, we all realize that as small businesses, uh, Dennis and I have a, a certain part in our hearts for our small businesses. So uh, wherever we can be of help, um, that's where we try to try to help um, anybody and everybody that we can. Right. Uh, and and we realize that uh, it's never a one for one and it doesn't have to be. We're here to help. And uh, maybe someday once that once your accelerator company makes it big time, sells for billions of dollars to Google and needs some help. Call us up. We'll help you out. Okay. So uh, that's the way the world works, right? You scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. So, Hey, Nate, before we close out, I'd like to make a suggestion to you. If you want a new um, visitor on your production here on your podcast, um, there's a small video company that you already referenced named Castlin productions that uh, produce amazing videos and they would be a great, uh, contribution to this podcast because they're a small business as well. So, well, we will we'll definitely reach them. out to them and we'll probably reach out to them with you guys um, just to get them on this show because, uh, good. you know, we're not millions of subscribers yet, but we're that's our goal, right? 2021's right around the corner here. It's going to be a new year and uh, we are waiting to get Gary V on our program yet. So, Gary, you're out there. Come on on the program. We want your 40 million listeners to listen to our show as well. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we are we want to be the voice right. of it we want to be the voice of that small business customer right now so uh with that i want to say thank you to both kamar and mo and of course our ceo dennis i know you everybody's working and they all got day jobs so we we appreciate uh, the little bit of time uh that it takes to uh record a podcast and uh come on our show and and give your knowledge of, of what's going on in your in your world so thank you guys so much yeah, you're very welcome. And with that, this is Just Nate signing off. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is James Jordan, founder and CEO of Archer Jordan. We're the leader in providing professionally managed fringe benefit plans to government contractors. Let me ask you a question. Is contract compliance stressing you out? Archer Jordan meets the challenge of ensuring regulatory compliance and maximum cost savings through our flagship program, Arrow Contractors Trust. Visit archerjordan.com to schedule a free consultation today. You've reached the end of another episode of the Smalls Cast podcast. Connect with us at thesmalls.org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. See you at the next episode.